You're listening to Power Producers Shop Talk, where we are refining and redefining the sales game by equipping you with the tools you need to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. Well, it's like when we audit the mod with Mod Advisor and are able to give them the action items that they're going to use to lower their total cost of risk. Tactical skills that will help you provide deliverable value to your clients and prospects. It's going to be a great year in 2022 at Florida Risk Partners now that IPFS is in the game with their total pay strategy, we can write excess and surplus lines and completely remove the agency bill from our agency. People, if you're not using total pay by IPFS, you're definitely leaving money on the table. And action items that you can provide to take your prospects and clients to the next level. Having partners like Mineral only bolsters the fact that your clients do not care about the insurance. It's all of the value that you're able to add. And with partners like Mineral who can help with both HR and environmental health and safety, we can't help but win. This is Power Producer Shop Talk. Production redefined. Are you ready to feel the power? What's up, everybody? We are back with Ryan Deeds from Enable. He is a sales machine. We stopped recording because I don't want to make anybody else feel bad about their own production. After listening to what this guy's been doing, it's nuts. I need to be taking notes on the podcast, but I do have a really, really good question. And every single freaking producer on here is like, you know, you could tell me all this other stuff, but what I really want to know is how are underwriters going to use chat GPT? Well, I think it's going to be very, you know, I think, okay. We, you because they th- here's, here's why I say that, man. Cause they thought they got real crafty when they figured out they could go to Facebook and everywhere on social. Right. Right. But what happens when there are no boundaries? Well, I mean, you know, there there is a significant limitation of ChatGPT to know very very specific information about X person in today's iteration. If I'm a traveler, how I'm looking at this tool is okay. How do we start feeding this data to a trained model so when I get a risk of X size and Y size and Q location, I can go and put that, you know, hey, what about this? And it can then come out with the criteria that I need to validate and vet out. I mean, in its current iteration, I would be very nebulous of any carrier that was trying to use ChatGPT. They probably ban that shit in a couple of instances, like they do in the schools. You know, like don't don't use it for that case because I, I don't think it goes down that that deep on the base model of it. You know, but the power comes from those large organizations being able to spend an, uh, an inordinate amount of resources to push all the data needed into one spot for it to understand. And then, then like if they said, so say that they did go to Facebook and feed in Facebook feed information of every one of their clients or everybody out there into their model and did the same with Twitter, Instagram and all that, that, that'd be a lot of power, you know, and it was getting updated every day. Now you could ask a question, Hey, show me David Carruthers and what's summarize the activities that he's been doing over the last three weeks. Oh, he's been skydiving and motorbiking and doing this, that, and the other, you know? And, and so I think we're, we're a ways away from, from those specific use cases, you know, ways being, a year, you know, two years for, for the, the slower moving guys that have to do all the legal work to make sure that that everything's in compliance. Um, because again, I think it, 
that system is not going to hold your ENO, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> you can't be like, okay. I mean, I, I'll, I'll be curious if there's exclusions down the road for ENO. You know, are you offering advice with AI, a base model AI? And if you are, you know, we're going to have to cover you differently. You know, you're going to open yourself up. And so I think that we are a ways away from that. I do see those use cases significantly on the train models, though. Okay, so here's the next one. Let's just say we take this tech, and I'm, you know, I'm always thinking of as many different ways you could use something or invent. You know, I invent shit that I can't make. You know what so, I mean? Yeah, like, all the time, I have so yeah. many awesome inventions in my head, but have no idea where to start with them. But I look at this as another is another thing, man. What if you had a way to integrate this type of technology with the mobile app for your agency or your website or something like that? So that your client, if they have a question about their policy or anything else, and I understand it may not be able to work with, you know, those kind of specific, that that type of specific information right now, but we can't be far away, man. I can, can hit control F in a PDF document and find anything. I was in my iPhone and I was looking for the GoGo wireless password that they had assigned me when I signed up for my GoGo account. And I took a screenshot of it and just had it as a photo. I put a number in and it showed it on a static photo. Okay. Yep. That's scary stuff, man. Yeah. That's that new, that's, that that's the new iOS capabilities right there. Right. Like the cut and paste out of picture, like take a picture of you, hold it. And now you're cut out. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think it's far. And I think, you know, had they programmed it to do that, it could, I think that, you know, what they've done is set a foundation for anybody that wanted to start down that path. Here's the toolkit. You don't have to invent all the backend technology. You have to figure out how to format the information for input and then how to curate that over time. And so, um, yeah, I, I think that all of these use cases are pretty not not too far away, you know? Yeah, that's the whole thing, man. It's always just like that one, there's the one component that's missing that as soon as it gets put in, then it like expands its capabilities by so much. But you were talking about control in, um, you know, in, in information. And right before we started recording, you said you wanted to talk about TikTok. So yeah, talk about yeah. TikTok a little bit, man. All right. So, you know, I've been following your journey, right? I saw that you started a and it's almost like you guys, you guys did it strategically in my head. I, I'm you, you and the boys are sitting around a table and they're kind of saying, Dave, this is what I see. This is how we should do it. You know, this, you know, this is how we can create consistent content. We're going to use the words. And so, you know, and, and I've enjoyed that and actually inspired me to go because I have my personal tech talk. And then I've created a new one called Insurance Disasters, which really talks about claims, you know, troublesome claims issues that are out there, like telling a human story about, hey, this thing happened and this is why. Talk to your local, talk to your agent or one of the agents that follows us, you know. And so I was curious, though. I mean, help me understand, because there's there's multiple components to this. Now, with the backlash that we're seeing from kind of this Chinese element on TikTok, you know, does that change your strategy? Just like you said, with the the flag having, you know, some constitutional language on it, that may deter individuals. Inversely, that same crowd that would that might resonate with being on TikTok might not resonate with. So, I mean, you know, and there's obviously a lot to talk about. Yeah, but I'm curious about where you stand yeah, so I, I appreciate you giving me credit for being strategic. I wish I could take credit for that, right? So what really happened is my oldest son totaled two cars in six months, and he rides oh. to work with me every day, and he is my video <laughs> editor 
and helps with all the content creation. And so um, I just did come up. I just came up with the idea. I'm like, you know what? This would be really cool if you just ask me a question every day on the way to the office when really we're asking like five questions every day. You know, people I don't wear the same shirt five days in a row. Okay, are you scripting though? I mean, so is that no, it's a completely off the cuff, man, completely off the cuff. He he he, you know, we'll we'll get in the car. He'll say, hey, what do you want to talk about today? I'll come up with a few questions um, and then he'll ask them. I'll answer them or I'll tell him, hey, come up with a few questions. But here's here's the strategy part because there is stuff there is strategy to what we're doing now that we're into it i will tell you man i'm never the strategist when i start something i'm usually like ready fire aim because i want to get involved as quick as i can plus i need to i kind of need to learn how it works a little bit and you know all of that but you know i did this for a couple reasons number one because i do feel like that's the platform for the younger generation right and it's certainly it's going to quickly expire, but that's who we need to be backfilling in the insurance industry with. So if I can reach just a few people that way with those videos, they're like, wow, this is this is interesting. You know, who's this guy? Whatever else. Then I'm good with that. But what I what I my intent is and I don't mind sharing with this with everybody now because we're far enough down the road. I thought it would be really cool if for six months every day on the way to the work, it shows up that Grayson's asking me a question and I answer it. And then for the next six months. I ask Grayson a question and he has to answer it. Right. So now we have 12 months worth of that. Then what I wanted to do, and here's where the AI part comes in is I wanted to use AI to transcribe each one of those videos to the written word and make a daily sales reader. And it'll be my next book. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, and I say that Ryan, because I'm a huge proponent. Okay. And people who hear me talk, know that I say this every time, but if you want to win in the content game, you got to start with the big, the big piece and bust it down from there. I'm kind of doing this a little bit in reverse, but I've got all of this content out there. Look at how many different ways you can repurpose it. How cool would that be, you know, for somebody who's new in sales and insurance or, or or otherwise even, because it's not always just insurance related stuff, but to be able to say, wow, I've got a, a, a new trick I can learn every single day. What I've learned about it is you got to be real careful what words you use because there's a lot of trolls on TikTok, man. Yeah, there are. I mean, but you got to, so like, I don't know my, mo- so recently I did one um, that got 2 million views, 400, right. Blew up. And it was, it was a 12 second video of me and the girls putting together her cloud ceiling. Right. And it just took off. And I'd had one other one a couple of years back that did a million views and 40,000 likes. And so now with one that did 2 million views and 400,000 likes, you can kind of see like, man, it has grown so significantly, right? And that's with my personal account. So, and the personal account has zero strategy in it, really. There's just- Those are Daniel Song TikTok numbers, man. Well, I, I mean, no, that guy, like when I look at his, like, <laughs> I have 5,000 followers. He, that dude has a million. He puts out some, he goes through a drive through window. This dude will videotape himself going to a drive through window with his family. That thing will get 500,000 views in like an hour, man. It Like the power of it is, is crazy. And, and you think about it, engagement on LinkedIn is about 2%, right? It, it's so low. And even on my bad content on TikTok, you get 20, 15, 10% engagement through that. And there, there are a ton of trolls, but... Our strat, at least my strategy with that is today businesses are kind of going there. Tomorrow businesses will be there or in something that's like this, right? Sure. And so learning how to create that content, how to create those messages, how to do that rapidly has been my thing. But I did. I, I think yours is much broader than, and I, and I think you probably did that 
for repurpose because you speak to sales and sales process and what do you do when you show up? You know, how, why do you, I, I loved it. You said, why do you circle a prospect when you're kind of checking them out? And you said the way that they take care of their outside helps you understand how they do on the inside, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. And, and and it's funny. It's funny too. because I had several people approach me in Texas that said they started doing that and it actually got accounts done for them because they pointed stuff out that their competition didn't. Right. And the the client, the prospect was appreciative of it. I mean, how simple is that, man? It's just like the, the same thing of, of, you know, I talked about an extra two minutes. I always park as far away from the entrance. If it's a if it's a place where they have their own customers coming in. Right. I'm going to park far back in the parking lot and leave the best spots for their clients. And I'm going to walk across the parking lot. Why? Well, number one, they can see me do that. Right. It's a conversation piece, man. You're going to park closer. What are you doing? No, I wanted to leave the, I want to leave the good spots for the people that are paying you money. I'm coming to ask you for some, you know, that's just ingrained into you now. I mean, like those kind of behaviors at this juncture are just who you are. Right. I mean, it's, I mean, is, is it, when you go into that parking lot and that's not, you don't even have to make that decision anymore. It's just how that's part of your habit. Right. Yep. hundred percent. And it has yeah, been since that. I ran grocery stores, man. Yeah. Yeah. And so, no, I just think it's a very interesting vehicle. So what do you think about the Chinese, you know, bands that are coming around the, the some of the public feedback that's happening? I mean, where do you stand on that? I'll be honest with you, man. I haven't paid any attention to it at all. I know that the universities are banning it, but I mean, what's the accusation that they're taking data out of our phones and using it for their own good or whatever? That's the fear is, is, you know, China is piping our secrets, you know, through, through TikTok back to China. And my, I mean, my thought is like, okay, you have Facebook. What, the hell, got, what, what kind of, yeah. What kind of secrets do I have that China is going to be able to use to their advantage, man? Right. I can, I can teach them how to get fat. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm right there with you. I could do that too. You know, no, that's, I, and so it's weird because, you know, you do. It's so odd. Like we, we we're really talking and now I can get it. Keep it off a corporate network. Keep it off of a, 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 a network that is on a campus. But when we start talking about wholesale banning a technology because of X or Y, that scares, this scares me, you know? And so I didn't know if that was shaping your content strategy there, or if you're just like, Hey, you know what? I'm plowing through this thing. And regardless, I'm going. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm interested in like what, what they're really fearing, you know, I just, I, I can see why if there's questions about the, I could see questions around things that could happen on a college campus, right? That's not necessarily something, you know, that you want to mess around with, but I'm also not a big fan of the government telling me what I can and can't do. You right, know what I mean? I and I don't want to, I don't want to get too off center on this, but I mean, I, let, no. let, let's call let's call it what it is, man. That's not what we, those aren't the principles we were founded on. You know, we should all be able to make our own decisions as to what's best for us and our families and keep a bunch of other people out of it. And so, you know, that's really kind of where my stance is and why I haven't paid much attention to it. Now, yeah. if I find out there's some sort of a massive data breach or, you know, I could maybe, maybe it's a ploy to, you know, like, you see how weird I can be, man, but you know, maybe it's a ploy for them to get on as many phones as they can so they can push a button and completely zap the phones and wipe out our communication grid or something that way. I don't know. Right. Is that what they're afraid of? No, I mean, it's, it's it's almost all, you know, national secrets. Like the military said off its devices. I can get that. I totally get that. Well, I'm I think good. That, I don't have any of those. 
Right. I mean, the, the 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 broader conversation about banning any technology because of, you know, if it's not like hurting people, then I, I, I'm, I'm aligned with you. You know, how many things would we have stopped? And we do live in a country called America, <laughs> like land of the free. And so, yeah, well, that's cool. That, that was the main thing. And I just I'm really appreciative that you're on there um, kind of leading the way. Do you see other producers or agencies, you know, it is, is it worth their time to, uh, to invest in that mechanism with all the other places yep. they can go? Yeah. You know, I don't know, man. I, that's a, that's a really, really good question because what I'm doing is more educational content. It's not really revenue bearing for me. So it's right. kind of like, I just look at it as it's a cool thing to do with my kid on the way to work that, you know, we're making use of time that we would otherwise be just vegging out, listening to the radio or whatever. So let's do something good. It honestly kind of helps me get in the frame of mind a little bit to get into the office and be ready to be thinking already. But, um, you know, I, I think the other thing is what TikTok is more. I feel that TikTok is more for entertainment than it is for education. Right. So I'm in a little bit of a different, vernacular of where where I see a lot of stuff and maybe it's just how my feed is populated right but a lot of the stuff that I do see surrounding insurance is you know the people who like point to the five things you need to know and then the graphic shows up and it's or it's a little dance to get attention or whatever else life I'm insurance gonna, people make yeah, them, here's the, you're gonna make a million dollars if you sign up for my life insurance plan right like I see a lot of that kind of like slimy stuff out there there is some good educational content. Um, I, my my feed's pretty good on that now just because I've curated it so much. Well, that's the whole thing, man. I've not done anything to my settings. So, I mean, I could have anything from a lady crushing a watermelon between her thighs to, right. you know, educational content to a guy that does voice impressions. I need to get in there and fix the settings to get a lot of crap out of my feed. Right. But, um, you know, I, I think that it's, again, if, if I want to perpetuate my agency, I have to meet people on the platform where they are. And if right. I'm not on every platform with my message, then I'm not going to meet those people. And I'm not there to try and get, you know, and I love Daniel song. Don't get me wrong. This is not a, a left-handed remark at him at all. You know, we're like brothers for all practical purposes, but at the end of the day, Daniel's doing that for education. You know, he's, he's an influencer for TikTok and all of that. The idea behind what he does and what I do are just completely different. And, and I've always been of the mindset that if you create your content and you distribute your content across the internet is on as many platforms as you can, your audience is always going to find you. You're going to have trolls, but the people who are supposed to get that message are going to get that message. And from my standpoint, if I have one person who gets one tip that leads them to go and close a big account, bigger than they've ever closed before, and they start, who is this guy? Where did he come from? And they end up becoming somebody who's eligible and decides they want to move forward in killing commercial to become part of our communities where they can get even better, then, I, then it served its purpose for me. Yeah. But we're going to record those videos anyhow. They go on TikTok. They go on Instagram. They go on LinkedIn. They go on my Facebook story. And it's funny because, you know, we just got back from One City World Tour in Austin. And that is the one thing that everybody like I had so many people come up and say, man, you, you I really love your really love your carpool closer. Really love this. Really love that. I look at it, you know, if average video, maybe four to 500 views, way better than YouTube. And we do YouTube shorts too, but way better than YouTube. 
But you know, I had one last week that I haven't looked at it now, but 50, it went to like 50,000 views on that bastard, right? Keep, keep going 90. It, okay, it was up okay, to 90. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, the first day it was at like 52 and I went to bed that night and I woke up the next morning and I'm not really good about checking for comments or interaction or whatever else, but I did. And I was like, I told Grace, and I'm like, holy crap. It, it may not be at exactly 90 right now, but it's, it's close. It was in sure, the low eighties sure. and it was moving up to the mid and um, you know, <laughs> That's that's the one, man. You get a couple of those uh, people hear the right message. They they do some things that are going to change the way they they play the game and all of that. And uh, you know, you're off to the races. Eighty six and a half thousand is what's on there right now. Yeah, and it was yeah. the one about, and that was the one where it was. Um, I think it was the one where I used I sent the helicopter and uh, and, and but didn't send the remote. And I've been called everything from um, you know a charlatan to not having ethics to all of this because I am trying to bribe somebody to meet with me. And I'm like, guys, come on, man! I said, show me what code of ethics that I messed in. And the guy actually came back. And he's like, you know, in a publicly traded company, any any executive, blah blah. I said, I'm dealing in the middle market. Ninety percent of the time, the CEO is the owner of the company. You know, at the end of the day, if you've got a company policy that says you're not allowed to accept gifts in kind from anybody, then that's on you. I don't know your company policy when I send that in. You know, right. don't take don't take a lunch. Don't go to ball games. I know what the rules are for rebating in Florida, and I'm operating well within in, in what I'm legally allowed to do. And nothing about what I did is unethical just to get a meeting. I still have to win the business. I still have to be able to to, to give the business case to get them. I'm just trying to get in the door. It's not ethic. I mean, it's not unethical. Yeah, I'm you, sorry. You got, you got to let gonna... some of that go. I mean, like, and because, you know, I, I've been on TikTok since 20, late 2017, right? Like, oh, geez. And, and I, you know, it's never been concerted or anything like that. It's just been playing around. And I don't have a large following at all. I actually picked up like 3,000 followers from that one video. But yeah, I have, I have, 5, yeah, you're a far cry better than me, man. I might have 500. And, and but I mean, you've been at it for like, but but again, you came at it with purpose and content. Mine's like my kid and my dog, you know, stuff like that. So you just proved I, my point, though. That's entertaining to people, right? That's the stuff right. that, like, it's those videos. There's a dude that I follow. You might even have seen the video that I did, man. But there's a dude that I follow on there called Cornbread Cowboy. Have you ever seen yeah. him? Yeah, yeah. So I basically went and and reconstructed that dude, took Grace into a shady gas station, and that was one of my advertisements I did for Bradley and Scott for the One City World Tour. You know, he Grayson's got me. I come out. I got a beef jerky in one hand and a, a mellow yellow in the other, and I, I I I took the the bottle top off with my teeth and spit it out into the trash can, and it said, "I got me a Slim Jim and a Mellow Yeller. Hope when I get to the cat get to my truck, I win on this scratcher so I can get my ticket to One right. City World Tour." Right? I got so many people like I I got fifty messages plus from people saying, "I didn't even know you owned clothes like that." <laughs> I know, I know, no. I, I, but that's I one of the it. like that 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 caused more buzz than you know, other than the one where it just you know it obviously hit the algorithm or something and it took off, but. Like, that's the kind of stuff I see on TikTok more than anything else. I, you know, and it probably does have a lot to do with how my feed's curated. So now, now I have another thing to do on my work list this weekend. 
Yeah, man. And, and I don't know. I think it's just a very, for me, you know, I don't interact with, I interact with maybe four humans, real humans on my day-to-day basis, right? That's my daughter, my girlfriend, and probably the person I see at the store. And that's about it. So for me, TikTok is largely a human experience where I get and get input of new ideas and feel some true humanity as people go through these stories that resonate, right? And I think, you know, Daniel, I mean, I I, I, I can't speak highly enough. I mean, he's a beautiful man though, right? Like the dude's hair is good. Hair is like, perfect. perfect. Oh, bro. Just, and, and so Tie not, never, like never he should be a TikTok influencer. I, I, yeah. I, the guy is, the guy is primo, man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, he looks the part. And, and I mean, obviously it works for him, right? But, I, you know, I, I, it'll be interesting to see how this thing fleshes out. I'm not going to stop until I'm told I have to, and then I'm still may not stop. You know? <laughs> but was, I may have to be told twice. That's usually how it works with me. But well, yeah, that's, that was it. I mean, really, that was the main thing. I was just curious. I, I've been really proud, and I thought that was super cool to see. You know how you're doing that, and that inspired me. And so, you know, I, 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 I just I dig that more of our peer group is going to that mechanism and learning yeah. how to generate that. And, and it's funny too because even. In Austin, several people, a couple of the people who approached, you know, both Grayson and I said, oh, man, you stole our idea. That's what we were going to do. We were going to do it and we just didn't do it fast enough. And now you did it first. We executed in that kind of how natural selection works, man. That's how it works when you're out selling insurance. If I get the account before you do, I'm going to win. Yeah, we execution plan. I mean, yeah, execution is key on everything, right? We can have all the ideas in the world, but if you can't figure out the idea that you're personally can execute on and make it your own, I that's just an idea. I got a million ideas I can't execute on. I got to figure out which one of those can I actually do, you know? Yep, 100%. Well, listen, man, I think we've got we've given them plenty at this point. Absolutely, brother. And I'm starving. So, there's Let's that too. Right. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up. Ryan, how do they get a hold of you, man? I didn't ask you on the other two, but it'll be in the show notes and everything. People want to chat more or or learn about Enable for crying out loud. We got a lot of heavy hitters that listen to the podcast and they may not have talked to you yet. Talk a little bit. I know it wasn't supposed to be a a, a commercial, but I do want you to just give them the elevator pitch on Enable and, and how they can get a hold of you to learn more about that. Because people, there's one thing I can tell you, and if you haven't figured it out on your own, This guy is going to be ahead of the curve on almost all technology, and it is so much better. Trust me, people. It is so much better to know the guy or know the lady that knows the stuff and hire their expertise. So if you need to figure out how you're going to use data in your agency and get it into an organizable format because you got a massive team of producers who aren't operating as efficiently as they can, this is the dude. Go ahead and tell him. So Ryan at Enable.com, E-N-N-A-B-L. Um, and yeah, I mean, I would say that Enable will help your agency deal with data, but mainly I'd love to have a conversation with you to figure out who you are, what you're doing. Uh, you know, is there a place for this? How, what problems are you going through? Um, and it's, it's not really a hard pitch, right? It's, I'm trying to help you figure out where you're headed and uh, you can, and I'll offer some bad advice sometimes and sometimes some good advice. And so always hit me up on LinkedIn, Ryan. I, and I just love talking to agencies. I'm kind of a lonely dude. And that's my, that's my favorite thing ever. So. It's awesome, man. Well, I missed you at one city. You were Johnny conference last year. Uh, are you going to be out anywhere this year? Dude, I'm at INA next week. I'm at uh, IIBT, uh, IIAT the week after speaking. I'm at KIA, uh, Kansas one, uh, two weeks after that. And so I'm being more curated on what I'm going after based on our, our demographic, you know, yep. kind of profile. 
Um, and and I know, would I, argue that the conferences I saw you at probably are not going to have a lot of people from your demographic, if any. So you're correct. going to the right spots. Yeah. And so I wanted to go learn those conferences, you know, and, and yep. see what that looked like. But, but yeah, I, I will be, I mean, I have 50, com- 50 different events this year that I'll be going to. Or, yeah, something like that. June 22nd through 26th in Key West, Florida, man. I got, I got just it. got the okay today from LaBella to go to that. So Mike LaBella is our VP of sales. And he, I told him, I, I told him I was going to be talking to you today. He's like, oh yeah. It's like, well, they've invited me to come down to Key West, bro. And I'm not know, even asking you to sponsor brother. I just want you to be there. Right. Yeah, I'm, because I'm I want you to be in the room for the conversations. And I can promise you that the, some of the people you want to talk to will be there for yeah, sure. I'm, I'm coming for sure, bro. Awesome, man. Well, we'll see you then. Everybody else. We'll catch you next week. See ya. been listening to power producers shop talk you can follow us at the power producers podcast on facebook and instagram and if you want to take your game to the next level check out our commercial insurance training course at killingcommercial.com or visit amazon to pick up a copy of our international best-selling book the extra two minutes